Before we get to this episode, just to say thanks to everyone who's bought my new book, Champion Thinking, How to Find Success Without Losing Yourself. Published by Bloomsbury, the response has been terrific. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's been top 20 in the airport charts consistently, and the reviews have been terrific right across the board. And if you like this episode that you're about to hear on Flow, you'll be sure to enjoy Champion Thinking. Head to my website, simonmundy.com or Amazon, Waterstone, Smiths, places like that to get your copy. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to this bite-sized episode of Life Lessons in which I take one nugget from a previous conversation and have a closer look. Hello, Simon here. Welcome back to the show. In this mini episode, I'm having a look at how to set goals properly by focusing on what we can control and recognizing what we can't. Also, it is about understanding the truth behind that famous Einstein quote about insanity, which he defined as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Now, we're going to be hearing from Olympic gold medal winning rower Ben Hunt Davis, a guest I particularly enjoy talking to for a number of reasons. First and foremost, he's a lovely bloke. And second, for much of his rowing career, and Ben won't mind me saying this, I don't think, he was pretty average, relatively speaking. He competed in three Olympic Games and in the first two, so in 1992 and 1996, he finished way outside the medals. And don't forget, for context, if you row for Team GB, there's long been a certain expectation about finishing on the podium. Now, after his second Olympic disappointment in 96, Ben actually contemplated jacking it in before deciding to have one more crack. And a couple of years after that, he and his teammates had a drunken epiphany. They realized doing the same thing they'd always done wasn't going to cut it. It wasn't that they weren't working hard. Frankly, they were slogging their guts out on the river, but they needed to change how they were doing things. And that prompted them to identify a goal, which was to win Olympic gold at Sydney 2000, while recognizing that winning wasn't something they could control directly. After all, they couldn't affect how their opponents trained. But what they could focus on to give themselves the best chance of success was boat speed, prompting them to formulate a question that has since entered sporting folklore, Will it make the boat go faster? And 
every decision they made thereafter in all areas of their lives was filtered through the prism of that question. If the answer was no, they wouldn't do it. Soon after, they started seeing a dramatic improvement in their results and they eventually did win Olympic gold in Sydney, much to the shock of pretty much everyone, including in the British rowing setup. And it's actually worth watching the race on YouTube. The commentators can clearly barely believe it. Now, in everyday life, we can all formulate an equivalent question to, will it make the boat go faster? Imagine you have a report due in a week at work. In simplified terms, you could just filter your decisions about what to do with your time through the question, will this help me get my report done on time and to a sufficient quality? And if you feel an impasse to say, reach for your phone and scroll through social media during the working day, you could ask yourself that question. The answer would clearly be no. So you don't do it. Simple. On the other hand, going to bed on time might elicit the answer yes, because it would enable you to be refreshed and more capable of clear thinking. Anyway, you get the drift. And that's enough from me. Let's hear from the man who put this practice and question to spectacular use, Ben Hunt Davis. So what was the turning point for you? So 97, I was in a pair and we, we actually came fifth at the World Championships and that was devastating. 97, sorry, 97 that was. 98, then went into the eight again. I didn't want to be in the eight because the eight was the bottom boat in the team. You had the, the four as a top boat. The next two went in a pair. Then the next eight went in the eight. Bottom eight went in the eight. And I didn't want to be in the eight. I'd done the eight lots of times. I'd lost. I'd never come anywhere close to winning. And I was in the eight. And I couldn't get out of it. And... You know, through the season, I did what I could and I tried hard and and we came seventh again. We won the B final. And that night, it was at the World Championships were in Cologne in Germany. We, we went out and we got totally hammered. And there was some moment of clarity that night of going, we've just got to do things differently. Martin, our crew coach, Martin and McElroy had been trying to get us to change that year. But I think myself and a few others were too stubborn of going, no, no, we'll just keep doing the same thing. And if we do it hard enough, it'll work. And clearly, that was the wrong answer. And that night and the following weeks, we had lots and lots of conversations around and realised that actually the only approach was to do things differently. We had to have a, a fresh approach, a fresh, a fresh view of what we were going to do. And that's really where the change stemmed from. So it's that old saying, isn't it? What is it? If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's obvious. It, it only took me seven years to figure it out. <laughs> and okay. I was very smart. <laughs> so you, um, this is probably a good time to bring in the name of your yeah. book yeah. and the, the mantra that I've sort of adopted, and hopefully anyone listening can too, will it make the boat go faster? Where did will it make the boat go faster come from? And explain the relevance of this question. So I, I'm going to do that in a bit of a roundabout way, if, if, if that's you right. So, totally can. So we started off, we came... When we came back from the 98 World Championships, we had conversations going, things have got to change. And then we started talking about what do we want to achieve? Really, what are we here for? And the goal could have been about trying to qualify for the Olympics because the Olympic qualifying regatta was going to be in 99, so 12 months away. Uh, and at that time, I was the only person, I think I was the only person in the group who had been to an Olympics. So qualifying might be all right. Or did we want to be Olympic finalists or you know, medalists or did we want to win? And we kept coming back to the point of going, actually, we're in it to win it. That, that, that is the goal we want to achieve. That is what everything's got to be focused on. And we became pretty ruthless about making sure everything we did was helping take us in that direction. But, but, but the thing is, we couldn't control whether we won or not. 
because we had no control over how fast the Aussies, Germans, Americans, Dutch, anyone else in the world was going to go. All we could do was control how fast we went. So the bit that we could control was was boat speed. So rather than challenging the whole time, will it help us win? It was will it make the boat go faster? That's what it became. It, it became about will it make the boat go faster? And and we became just kind of really hard on ourselves and each other, challenging every single thing we did. You know, every single conversation was it going to make the boat go faster every decision was it going to make the boat go faster every because it's so easy to do stuff through habit Mm -hmm. so much of us are so much what we do we we do kind of habitually very often we don't make yeah yeah, we do an autopilot we don't make conscious decisions about should we do this or this we just kind of follow our habit we do what we've done before and what was guaranteed that if we did what we did before we would lose we'd get the same result and if Making the boat go faster so that we could win was the most important thing. Then we had to get better at making conscious decisions about how we spent our time and energy. Did you have that goal then of winning before that? In all those years of, and I don't want to, I loathe to use the word mediocrity, but elite mediocrity. <laughs> so, did um, you have that clear goal? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yes. I, like there's I, a buck coming. I, there, there is, because I, I clearly... I clearly wanted to win. That that's why I did it. But I and that's the but. Um, I I th- I think that I thought the answer was just training harder, and and I trained harder and I trained I trained incredibly hard. The, I think after the ninety six Olympics, I came back and for the winter I put either two or four kilometers on the end of every single session that we did on the water. I but but I I, I wasn't smart about it. And and I didn't challenge stuff. And yes, I wanted to win, but the only answer was about working harder. And, and what changed in those last two years was we realized that training harder, clearly we had to train hard, but training harder wasn't the only answer. And we had to make sure that every single thing we did had to be about making the boat go faster. And... And we broke down, in order to win, you've got a physical element. So physically, we had to be as good as we could. Technically, technically, we wanted to be technically the best crew in the world. Um, as a team, we wanted to be the best unit in the world. And we looked at sports teams, we looked at military teams, we looked at all sorts of teams. How do we do that? We thought resilience was going to be really important. How do we make sure we're the most resilient crew on the water? Because stuff will always go wrong. How do we deal with it faster than anyone else? So we broke it down into all sorts of different areas and we had to make the boat go faster in every single area rather than previously. The answer was row hard, you know, work harder. And that was so that's where the big change was. Yes, I'd had the goal, but I wasn't making conscious decisions based around the goal. Whereas in the last two years, the goal became far, far more focused and and we we went back to it the whole time. Mm. The thing that popped in my head when you were saying that about just working harder sort of reminds me of the way people these days, everyone is just busy. Yeah. People talk about, oh, I'm so busy. Yeah. And it's very easy to get busy. But are you doing the things that are leading you in the direction you want to go? Absolutely. And and being able to say no to stuff. Being able to say, so if I'm going to say, put my time into this, that means I'm not going to do that. And is that okay? I'm, I'm happy with that. Because, and in sport, again, it's quite easy because... If you were to do all your sessions in the day on the rowing machine, your first session of the day, you'd have quite a high power output. Second would be similar. Third would start to go down. Fourth, your power output would be lower. By the fifth session, if you're unlucky enough to do a fifth session, your power output's going to be pretty poor because you're knackered. 
But in work, it's not like that. And the number of times people are you know, sending an email, trying to finish a document when they put the kids to bed, and you look at it going, this is a five-minute job, and I've been on it for half an hour now. I'm just, I'm just not on it anymore. And we have moments like that that we realise our, our power output, if you like, is decreased. So, but very often we're not aware. So the temptation is just to do more and more and more. Think if we put enough hours in, it'll be okay, which isn't, isn't the right answer. So what is the right answer in that, in that example? I think it's about, firstly, working out what's the most important thing. And a lot of people, a lot of organisations, a lot of teams aren't clear on what the most important thing is. Mm-hmm. And if you're not clear, then I don't know how you answer the question. Because, you know, everything's important. The clearer you are on what you're trying to achieve, the easier it is to get the right answer. So will it make the boat go faster? Mm-hmm. And and you can you've then got to prioritize again. Well, actually, this thing is more important than that thing. Therefore, I'll do this thing. Mm. And if I don't get to that thing, that's a decision I made. And it's really really tough because there is so there's so much going on now. We live such fast paced lives, but we can't do everything. And very often we just if we're just doing the stuff that's in front of us, we're probably doing half the wrong stuff anyway. And you can apply this to absolutely everything. So, for example, let's say a news story breaks and you think, oh, crikey, I've got to check the news website. Yeah. Just asking yourself the question, right, will this action feed into selling a book, whatever? And then if the answer is no, then, then don't, don't do, do it. it. Then don't do it, yeah. Simple as that. And you can apply that to absolutely everything Anything. in your life. Yeah. So it, to me, having that question, it's like a, a, a brilliant anchor that keeps you keeps you um, anchor's probably the wrong word, but <laughs> brilliant um... <laughs> keeps you on track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, so, so for me now, I've got when I was rowing, I had one boat. It was kind of pretty simple. It was about rowing. Now I've got a wife and three kids, and I want to be a good husband and father. And I've got a an idea of what that looks like. I've got a goal for what a good husband and good father. I mean, whether it's right or not, but I, I've got a picture of what those should look like. And so when I'm with my wife and kids, I'm trying to think about, you know, if I'm on my phone browsing my emails, is that helping make that particular family boat go faster with a relevant question? No. So I try not to. When I'm in my business, I've got, I've got some very clear goals around my business. And I really try to keep challenging how I'm spending my time and energy. Will it help that boat go faster? When I'm doing, I'm still involved in Heli Royal, Royal Regatta. When I'm in that, that boat, am I doing the right stuff that'll make the boat go faster? Am I you know, challenging in the right way? Am I asking the right questions? Am I seeking out the right information? Am I... So so, so with each boat... And, and in, in life, most of us have a number of different boats, frankly. Yeah. So with each boat I've got, am I... When I'm focusing on it, am I focusing on it the right way? Or am I just, you know, wasting my time or doing what I've done before? Thank you for listening to this bite-sized episode of Life Lessons. I hope you found it useful. Also, thank you to those of you who've sent emails about specific lessons you would like me to revisit. I will try and get through as many of them as I can over the coming months. If you want to get in touch, drop me a message on social media or via my website, simonmundy.com. While you're there, do sign up for my weekly newsletter, Monday on a Monday, featuring a couple of these nuggets every week. And next week's newsletter is about why you should ditch the five-year plan and how to harness the power of little physical cues to work in a more focused and productive way. 
Like I said, sign up at simonmundy.com. Until next time, goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.